This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Morning. There's a bear in there. And a chair as well. <laughs> okay, Maddie. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Jessica. Hello, Maddie. Welcome <laughs> to Australianorama. Today, we're going to learn about a few different things. <laughs> uh, Maddie is doing that voice because we are doing iconic children's television show, Play, Play School. School. Oh, my gosh. Woo. And we're super lucky. Later in the episode, we will be joined by a guest who was a presenter on Play School. It's mm-hmm. Kang Chan. Kang from Play School is going to join us. Um, we're very excited. So <laughs> lucky. Oh, my gosh. Like a mm. real, a real life, a real life mm. Play School presenter. This man, he, is, he knows Big Ted. He knows Jemima. Like he knows he's on the ABC. Us yeah, with their presence. Mm. So generous with his time. Um, so before we get into that, I'm gonna gonna tell you about Play School. Amazing. Um, so it's I'm on the ABC. Great. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> Perfect. <Sorry. laughs> it's on three times a day during the week and what? Tw- twice daily on the weekend. What do you mean? How? They've- Whoa. <laughs> They're quite short episodes, but, like, they played a couple of times. Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, fair enough. But also it's more available on demand now. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People get it on iView. But so it has recently celebrated its 55th birthday. Play School has been on the air for 55 years. It's run continuously since 1966. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it's the longest-running children's show in Australia. Um, and second in the world behind Blue Peter, which is British. Sure. Mm. Um, and it was like it adapted from an English show of the same name. Yeah. But that like ran until the 80s. Yeah. But the, like, the Australian version, a bit more like active and outdoorsy because like the British mm-hmm. one was written for a place where kids tend to be indoors for longer, you know. I wonder cause, why. Because of the weather. Um, and the theme song, um, there's a bear in there. And a chair as well. Mm, there are people with games and stories to tell. Um, oh. That was composed by a man named Richard Connolly and lyrics by Rosemary Milne. Richard Connolly mostly writes like church music and that's his one thing, commercial thing that he's done. He nailed it. Amazing. Mm, and Rosemary. I don't know much about Rosemary. Never change. Um, yeah. I mean, they've had different recordings of it, but that theme song has mm. remained. Mm-hmm. Mm. And because it was like the education department of the ABC, not entertainment, like I I assume it's somewhere departments change. I don't know what it's like now, Mm. but that's what it was like. Um, In the first couple years of the show, like the producers and the presenters would watch every episode with a bunch of kids at a kindy to like see if they work. Um, So they're audience testing. Yeah, and the kids' feedback was taken very seriously. 
Mm. Um, and the director of the kindy, her name was Jenny McKenzie, and she became oh. one of, <laughs> yeah, Jenny was one then one of Play School's first early childhood advisors. Yeah. And she said, like, with the kindy screenings, like, when the slippery slide outside was more important than Play School, that was the greatest test, like, you know. Yeah. If they wanted to stay inside and watch it, then you know it's you know yeah. it's good. You've you've hit gold. Yeah, and it's yeah. like as times have changed, the show has changed. Like most, mm-hmm. like subtly, I guess, mirroring changes in society. Like Big Ted, who's a bear, he learns to iron in the seventies. Um, the female presenters starting to wear overalls and yeah. more like open celebrations of multiculturalism. Um, as well as like the educational thinking of the time. But a lot of it has stayed very much the same. Mm-hmm. There'll be two presenters talking directly to the camera, talking to one child, they don't talk down, and they're, you know, just speaking to this kid. And one of the things that they're trying to do, according to this, is that to encourage a child to wonder, to think to feel and to imagine. I mean, I definitely felt all of those things when I watched mm. it and maybe still would if I watched it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because it's like there's, you know, the two presenters, they do their craft thing, which is always hilarious. They sing a song, mm-hmm. so many classics, and there's always a clock. The clocks have changed over the years. Like there was a rocket clock and a flower clock. Mm. And, like, they check the time and off, like it spins around and there's some diorama. Yeah. And, like, I sometimes... It would be like a like a doll just plonked in a setting. Otherwise, um, other times they were much more elaborate. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the theme for the show. Um, and then there were the windows. So oh. there's the, the round window, the arch window, and the square window. And now there's a diamond, there's a diamond. as well, a later yeah. edition. And so different segments, things would happen through those windows. And, yeah, that's pretty much... It's like just things happen, they do craft, they sing songs and... Create magic. They absolutely do. It's beautiful. Um, And there's a lot of great songs. And, I mean, Bananas in Mm Pyjamas did originate in 1978 as one of those animated segments through the window. They wouldn't get their own show until like 14 years later. Oh, and the the presenters, of which very soon we will talk to one, um, there are like 22, 20-something 20 current presenters. And then there's been heaps of other ones um, since the 60s. And Benita Collins mm-hmm. is the reigning champion of the longest um, mm-hmm. for 30 years and 401 episodes of Play Whoa. School. Yeah. Holy dooly. Mm, it's a lot. And there's so many because like Noni Hazelhurst, Simon Burke, Deborah Malman, Jay Lagaya, like people that mm-hmm. have, well, because everyone kind of has other jobs. Like these are so amazing. Yeah. Um, and there's Sophia Gollan as well, who I always remember liking. She's the deaf presenter. She's been doing uh, it since yeah. 1991. Yeah. She's still on it. Um, oh, she's still on it. Amazing. Yeah. She's like, I mean, she I does. I remember when I was a kid. She does it occasionally now. Yeah, because yeah. it's like how other when else would you have seen Auslan on TV as a kid? Like I wouldn't have. Um, yeah. Yes. So I feel like if you're listening to this, you might already know what Play School is. So that's maybe we don't need to explain too much more. I think a special guest has arrived in the arched window. <gasps> Who might it be? Come in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you? 
Hello. So we have Kang Chan from Play School. Woo! Yes, iconic. I can, I can definitely do the um the Play School intro if you like. It always starts with a little bit here and one more stick here and oh, hello, I'm Kang. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so special. <laughs> Maddie's face lit up so wide. It's an exclamation point. <laughs> uh, I, we, actually you... had a, we actually had a game um, what, uh, with one of my friends that, um, that in any situation you can actually break into a place called um, greetings in any situation. <laughs> mm. you, could be, you could be driving, you could be um, eating chips and suddenly just pause and go, oh, hello, I'm King. <laughs> You've there. perfected that. That's <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. It's so soothing and engaging. Mm, and you're like, oh, drawn in. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm ready to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, Ken, would you like to tell us and our listeners about yourself a little bit? Um, oh, okay. Um, I am, uh, I've been an actor for, since graduating uni um, mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s and I think I've been very lucky I think early childhood programming has always been a huge part of my career and and I think I've been and I've been lucky enough to have quite amazing mentors through through those years as well so mm-hmm. um and I think after I became a presenter on place it felt like a real kind of a real circle like I've just come full circle and I started off in a preschool show, very, very, very heavily based on play school. And then and now I'm out on play school. So it just, it felt like a full circle. You know? mm. To the big time. Yeah. yeah. Been training for years. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. For this. <laughs> but it's been great. I mean, it's just being part of play school. It's just, it's, I think it's just the, it's just an iconic I always, I always use it for play school. It's an iconic TV, Australian mm. TV show, and yeah, yeah. and so much history behind it, and and so many great presenters that came before me, mm. and so many great presenters now as well. So, yeah, it's a ama- it's an institution. Mm, yeah. Definitely, we're obviously yeah. big fans. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, still a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch a lot of play school as a kid, Kane? Um, yeah, bits and pieces. I think um, because I originally, I was actually born in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually, we didn't actually move to Australia. We, went, we actually moved to Perth um, in 86. So I was, I was a re- already a little bit over the play school kind of age range. Mm-hmm. So I was seven. Um, but I mean, being introduced to a new country, you always kind of watch what mm-hmm. on TV. And I think play school was always one of these things that's always on in the mornings. Mm. Um, you know, that Humphrey B. Bear and Fat Cat on Channel 7 were the three trifectas oh. of, the, of the preschool, my preschool watching years. Mm. I think. But I think at seven, at seven years, I think I was just, you know, past mm. it. And yeah, they, yeah. Well, because I think once you get older, you realise that you're never too old for, to find play school entertaining, but... From like seven to fifteen, yeah, no, yeah. it's not for it's, you. Don't forget, it's, it's one of those it's, because you do come around like, like at one point, you know, when you're a kid about seven onwards or six onwards, you're like you're so such in a hurry to grow up, 
Mm. So you're so you're so eager, you sponge, you like you absorb all these things that make wood hopefully make you grow up faster. But then as you get older, you sort of look back and go, oh, things were a bit simpler back then. And you know, it's <laughs> it was a little yeah. Bit yeah. Yeah. So making craft out of egg cartons. Actually, mm. that was one of my audition pieces. Actually, making a frog <gasps> out of um, a paper plate was my audition for the first preschool show I got. I did coming mm. out of uni. So, yeah. So I still remember it, actually. I actually had to borrow my wow. friend's actually mom's egg cartons and a paper plate that she had. And I was like, she was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, just doing something for an audition. Here's that stick. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Mm. Press, hot off the press. Um, <laughs> the backstage scoop. <laughs> was it a, like a pretty intense audition process? Because I guess because it's play school. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. Look, mm. it, you do have to go through several, um, you know, layers of the audition process. I mean, I kind of think it was um, it was quite similar to my first one. So I think my f- the the first show I was part of was actually very heavily based on play school. It was actually mm. for Disney, actually. So my mm. first gig was working for the Mouse. So um, wow. so um, it was called Playhouse Disney, and I think the the writers of Maddie. Playhouse. Maddie's oh, doing a face. Yeah. It's like, hey, were, were <laughs> you a fan, <laughs> young Maddie? <laughs> if I you mean, remember seeing a guy in a really royal blue shirt and red, red jeans, that was Playhouse Disney and that was me. Yeah. So I wonder I'm if it so was sorry, the right yeah. era, though, of like my time as a um, 2003 to 2005. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure my – my younger sibling would have been watching it around that time and I would have caught mm. I would have caught bits and bobs. I think so. I think I'm um, so I apologize for subject like subjecting you to that those red jeans. It was it, it never <laughs> no. faded in the, in the 150 episodes we did. Um no, but I think the the audition process for that show actually kind of helped me obviously um helped me with the play school auditions mm. um because I mean if you imagine I can't imagine auditioning for play school straight out of drama school because you know you i i was very lucky when i came out of drama school and i auditioned for play house um it the lady the amazing lady that took the audition that took charge of the audition um henrietta clark had a humongous history of play school basically she was part of the og play school crew um, she, yes, she came yeah. up in my yeah. research. Yeah. Uh-huh. She she was very she as to my knowledge she was responsible for how the format of how the format of place how it developed into what it is today. Yeah, cool. um, and mm. so she actually kind of moved to Disney and Playhouse, and so of course being fresh out of uni and bright eyed and bushy tailed, I didn't know what to do and plus in, you know, in drama school you always learned how to act for the camera mm. not to the camera yeah. and so it was and I always kid my first year of Playhouse Disney was my rabbit caught in the headlights years <laughs> it literally was the stunned mullet going hi I'm King <sighs> um, but um, but that audition process was because Henrietta Clark just came right right up to my face and went pretend I'm the camera and just look at me <sighs> 
just talk to that one child at home because you literally have to do that. And so I, and because me, a 24 year old me going, like this, who's this lady and why is she so intimidating? Um, and of course, he had to be careful, had to be happy as well and yet cheerful in yeah. doing that. So, yeah. so I think yeah. when it came time to audition for play school, I think I kind of, you know, wasn't, I kind of knew you were the ready. deal. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of yeah, knew yeah. what to do. I don't think they had to instruct me too much because I was mentored by the, or the amazing Henrietta Clark and also Monica Trafficker, who was on play school herself for years. Oh, oh, you don't we're need to tell us that, Ken. Um, <laughs> we're, we're big fans, yeah. honestly. Because she was like, I looked it up, I wrote it down, I can't remember. It's like ni- 1990 to 1998 mm. or something. And I was yep. born in 1992. Mm. So yeah. that was That's my our window. Peak play school. She yep, was yep. my absolute favorite. Yeah, she's amazing. She's I love like, her now. She's a jazz singer. She's so cool. Yep. She um she's al- she's always been like that. Like there's no with Mon, there's no off switch for her. Mm-hmm. It's um it's amazing. We'd do a thirteen hour, thirteen slash maybe fourteen hour shoot day with a forty five minute lunch break in North Ride. And then and then we get back. And luckily at that time we lived in the same suburb. We both lived in a glebe. Um and so she goes, Oh yeah, come around for dinner. King I'm like, Are you sure? Like are we, aren't you aren't you really, really tired by now? And, and she goes, Okay. And she organized and she would do this dinner. And I remember so vividly. And then suddenly goes, Oh, it's time for dessert. And this is and then I kid you not, it was literally like a pulled a tiramisu out of the fridge. And this is the one I made earlier. I'm like Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, she doesn't. She doesn't stop, and she has it's never like stopped. Real life play school, where it's like this mm. is the version we made. This is what I made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it out. Exactly. And at that time, like, she was actually doing <laughs> better homes and gardens, and so it was actually kind of, oh. kind of um, quite mm. bizarre. And mm. you, I was just in gobsmacked of her because she just didn't stop. Like she just, she was nonstop. She just had energy for days, and yeah. Mm, I watched. Like she me. You're so, oh, so lucky. I love her so much. Um, I watched a clip today, which was Monica and oh, I think Colin, Colin watching yeah. clips yeah, yeah, of yeah, them yeah, in yeah. it. And yeah. she's like, there's live chickens. She's shampooing a guinea pig. And it's <laughs> yep. just so funny. And funny enough, Colin was the other host of Playhouse, Playhouse oh, Disney. Yeah. So watching them two on set on screen watching play school was actually really nostalgic because i just remember them you know they were my first gig and so i just wanted to kind of reach out there i actually contact contacts someone i think or texted someone at abc going why didn't you tell me i would have been there i would have given them a huge group <laughs> hug um because they were they were you know no. my, my playhouse team so and watching them watch that is hilarious because mon even watching Mon Monica laugh and be amused at what she did back then, it's just her. She just finds the joy in everything, and so yeah, that's so sweet. Mm. That's so special. But interesting enough, how she commented on the chickens and all that stuff. I mean, I think Play School has has changed over the years. I think mm. original Play School during the Noni years, during the Benita years. Um, I'm not sure whether it's due to technology or anything, but they used to actually shoot play school from go to woe. So basically from start mm. to finish, no stops or minimal stops. And um, and what happened, happened, you know? Um, I think it was, I think Benita had one point, I think 
one of the she had something she had she had carried a, an animal and that animal actually it was a goat or a sheep that goat <laughs> just literally just peed on her i mean <laughs> and the the legend that is bonita just carried on and just went and with this half soaked shirt the rest of the episode <laughs> and at the end um john um john was like okay bye everyone and she was like oh see everyone hmm, i better get changed just, like, just so, so breezy and easy. They bred them tough back then. I know. Imagine, imagine some some of the actors now be like, oh, oh, I yeah. can't work under these conditions tonight. Yeah, but, you know, like she's so. Yeah. That actually answers one of my questions. I was going mm. to ask, you know, mm. because so at least, yeah, that old school style. Maybe it's changed a little bit now, but so much of the conventions of play school are almost like live performance rather yeah, than traditional TV, yep. and so. I, it's really interesting to kind of see the personalities that come up through that who are theatre people and live music mm. people. Um, but my, my question was, yeah, you know, from your end, how much does it feel closer to live performance compared to yeah, yeah traditional it's, um, TV making, I guess? I think the closest I've been to that kind of old school play school format was when we did the Christmas special um, a couple of years ago, I think 2019. Um, basically, we did a whole episode uh, from and Emma Emma Palmer wrote that episode. It was it was amazing. We had a live band and everything, and very and on this very rare occasion, we actually had children on set watching. Yeah. The oh wow! Movies. So which which is not really kind of a done thing for for play school because mm. um, I think there's studies. Don't quote me, but I think there's studies where there is a disconnect. If you have a, a child in front of the camera, there is a disconnect with the child at home. So, yeah. so yeah. but I mean, this this episode kind of worked amazingly, and it was a forty-five, I think, forty-minute episode, and we shot from start to finish with a live um, audience, and it was, the, I think, it was the first Christmas special that Play School had done in nineteen years. Yeah, wow. So, but so that was the closest I came to actually doing an old school Play School record. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's interesting now, I think. I'm not sure because I think with the advance of technology, it's easier to sort of cut bits and pieces here, yeah, there, totally. and everywhere. So, But we do, try to, we do try to record as much as we can in the whole, the whole sequence, whole segment, as much as we can because the, nothing beats a natural continuation. You know? like, I think it's, it's easy to spot the edits, but it's, yeah, it's just cool. nice. Well, one of the things that watching it as an adult – or a teenager is really great is like the craft and the doing the things. And sometimes if you look at it, it's just like, is the cameraman just like, or camera, camera person on the ground yeah. wheezing? Like, are they being <laughs> laughed at? Cause sometimes it's so funny and you're just like, Oh, I've made this thing. Oh no. Keep going. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, um, yeah. I think uh, luckily we've got very professional camera people, mm. um, <laughs> but I think it's because behind them, it's, it's probably me or another presenter that's not on screen at the moment, like on the floor, like <laughs> belly laughing. Yeah. Because um, there have been instances where um, where we did a few segments and 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 some of my fellow presenters just they, they just bring out absolute gold um, in terms of their comedic timing and everything. That I remember um, it was a it was a nursery rhyme news time just recent, very recently. Um, we did a, just a, it's like a spin-off, um, and it had a episode of Nursery Newt's Time with Emma, 
Um, and she basically was the, the embodiment of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> Amazing. And, and I was... That's very post-dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And she was all sparkly. And, and I, I got to say, she, she brought out, like, she came out guns blazing and I was on the floor laughing like, <laughs> oh, so, and then I was like, oh, I could go on and, you know, and then she, yeah, she was, she was amazing. So like stuff like, stuff like that happens. And luckily our camera people have been on this professional and, and if they laugh, they, they have this an amazing control of the, of the abdomen muscles mm. keep still. Oh, man. <laughs> so, That's so amazing. Nice. And I think because one of the things that really works about play school is like it's very accessible on purpose. Mm. Like all the craft yep. is stuff that you might just have at home. And, of course, you're not making something amazing because the child that you're talking to, oh, arguably you are making something amazing, mm. but yeah. so can that child. Yeah. And it's, it's always been that way. I think play school has always kind of pride itself in the fact that you don't need fancy things. You can anything you can anything can be something. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's such a good message, and also mm. just seeing like, <laughs> you know, kids need to see accidents and 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 alternative solutions to craft objectives. <laughs> yeah, in order exactly. To learn that you're gonna stuff it up. Like exactly. sometimes the glue isn't gonna work very well, or it's gonna work too well, and you know, yeah, like that stuff. So yeah, useful. And it <laughs> and it is it is because I think there's um there's some points that we're. Every single presenter has done that. We've gone, we've sort of fluffed the line or we've haven't angled something right to the camera and we've gone, oh, <laughs> and it's like, can we do that again? And we, the, 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 and the people in the upstairs in the recording booth and the director just goes, no, 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 keep it. Because I think that's the whole point of play school, like to, to let kids know that things don't always go according to plan. Mm. Um, and I think those the previous, the legends of play school previous like Benita and Monica and, and Noni, I think they were the pioneers of all that because, yeah. um, I mean, the fact that Benita kept going with half her <laughs> shirt soaked in goat pee. Yeah. You know, That's I think, commitment. I think it was a goat. A um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I think play school does pride itself in the fact that it's not afraid to show some of its rough edges. Mm. And yeah, and I think because is it the like the camera is set at a child's eye level, not an adult's? Mm. Is that and then um well actually no, I think it depends on how tall the presenter is. Mm. Yeah. That would be true. <laughs> um, but I but what it is, I think it what is the strength of play school is the fact that if you're a presenter, um, it, the the secret of play school is the fact that you're presenting to that one child at home. You're not mm. presenting to the hundreds of kids or thousands of kids that you, that's, that may or may not be watching you. You're mm. actually picturing and projecting yourself to that one one little small person, little small human at home watching you. Um, so I think that's what helps connect the presenters to the yeah. to the mm. kids at home because that is the foundation of play school, like to connect with that one child. Yeah, and because it's fun adults, like, not talking down to a child, just talking mm. to them. Yeah. And it's like it's yeah. their own little – and then they – I assume do random – because kids would trust you and mm. know you. Do you get approached uh, by babies? Um, I should – they actually <laughs> – kids at the moment, uh, they tend to be a bit, a bit shell-shocked. 
Mm. Yeah. Because oh, they, yeah. like, I mean, they kind of connect, they kind of see um, the presenter, like, see me, and they go, I've seen him somewhere before. And then when the parents go, oh, this is this came from play school, and they sort of go, oh, and they sort of retreat to the little shell. Like they, got, yeah. they kind of, they, I think they have the, they're kind of processing what exactly is happening mm. right now. Like, it's like he's not a on screen out of school. Like yeah. seeing Kang mm. the TV is like it's pretty what? much <laughs> and pretty much. And I think it takes a little time to go, hey, how are you? What's mm. your name? And uh, you know, to go from that, oh, and and like, what's your favorite button? And for them to sort of go, okay, it's it's okay to it's okay to interact with this person that I'm, I see on TV all the time. Mm. So it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the latest one was actually my, my little nephew. Um, bless Scott and Socks, when he was, he was still, he was about, I think three, mm. I think. And I came, went back to Perth to, to, um, to visit, to see my, my family. And I, that my, one of my episodes came on and <laughs> I was sitting next to him and he just kind of looked at the screen, <laughs> me, looked at the screen, I just couldn't kind of fathom what was yeah. going on mm. until I actually went next to the TV and went and kind of did the actions next to the TV just for fun. And he went, he started went, oh yeah, okay, all right. And he kind of <laughs> sort of got it from there. But yeah, so he, be- he believes that it's you. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think at one point it was like, how can you be there and here at the same time? You know, this is what yeah. kind of sorcery are you performing, your mm. uncle? <laughs> so because oh, it seems live to a child too. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. I think yeah, we, we, I think we forget that that the child thinks it's happening at this point in time like, mm. you know there's no there's no sense of oh it's been pre-recorded yeah yeah so, and if yeah. i'd met monica at three or four i don't think mm. i would have coped my little heart would have burst i've been so excited yeah. i mean you know i even i didn't cope when i first met her and i was like 24 so <laughs> oh, i've i've seen her in real life now and i'm just like oh my god monica yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like don't get starstruck but like only yeah. for monica <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's a short list, Jess. Yeah, it's just just her. Um, I mean, I've not met Noni Hazelhurst. I don't know how I'd go either. I actually don't know. I actually haven't met Noni yet. Mm. But oh, looking forward to the day though. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it, the story. The stories that come out of that era of play school, the, what they had to do to kind of stop the take. <laughs> was just basically oh. to say a non-PG, non-early non yes. childhood word. Mm. Mm. But then to go, ooh, okay, cut. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, just keep rolling. Yeah, they just keep rolling. It's like, come on, this is the truck that just keeps on trucking. That's amazing. That's amazing. Do you have a favourite play school song? Oh, so many quite a few. Because I do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's, let's go with you. What, what is your favourite song? I Jess? like On the Ning Nang Nong. Ah, oh, and, and funny enough, that was the top That was the top 50, I think top 20, of the Play School songs that they did, like a, they did a vote for mm. because Play School just recently turned 55. Mm. And so they had the all-time favourite Play School song poll, which they let let out to the world for the for people to actually vote um and ning nang on the ning nang nong was the number one wow well it's i well, mean that checks out be. yeah <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how about you maddie what's, what's yours that was mine that was yours 
So the poll, it was the poll was actually <laughs> just Jess and I. That was yeah. the entire. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So you basically just went, okay, this one, this one, this one, this one, yeah. and let's. Yeah, let's um, I actually, I actually don't know which one I've got. I think it's right now. I think in the being in the midst of being a presenter, mm. um, at this time, I just kind of just. Like surrounded too by close it. to the work. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think one one that does kind of hold near and dear to my heart is Leo the Lion. Oh. Because I don't know, for me, it was one of my audition songs. Mm. And mm. and I sing it and I just have a bit of fun with it. You know, Leo the Lion was the king of the jungle. Ah, and that it, one. Yeah. Ah, and it's like yeah. and you can, yes. <laughs> you can really take a, your own spin on how he roars. Mm. Whether you want to be ah. flamboyant or really kind of like, you know, like and hear him roar, wow. um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think Leo the Lion will always have a kind of a special place because that was my place called audition song. So, oh, um, cute, lovely. Yeah, because I remember because there's sometimes there's like animation or like stop motion in there, and I feel like Ning Nang Nong was mm. stop motion. Oh yeah, when I was small, and whole multimedia production yeah. happening there, and the yeah. Dingle Dangle Scarecrow that haunted me. Yep. I was scared of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you would be. I mean, think about it. Scarecrows in general are kind of spooky, spooky mofos, you know? Like, they just the kind phrase. of. phrase. Dingle yeah. dangle <laughs> scarecrow. And his yep. flippy floppy hat. But... Yep, exactly. Mm. And it's, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, scarecrows. Nah, they, yeah, you're right. They do, me, do my head in as well. I think it was but the it's... claymation that bothered me, and it was quite dark. <laughs> so I don't know. I assume they're not still using that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, probably not. But I think. On the Ning Nang Nong, they actually, um, in the latest, in the birthday special that they just recorded, um, there's five five presenters on on the birthday special. And it's basically similar to what they did for the Christmas special, but without the kids. So um, they, they recorded it live with a live band. And I think Ning, on the Ning Nang Nong was on that episode. Quite, mm. All right. Well, I'll have to... Yeah. Look out for I'm waiting it. for like the Triple J Like a Virgin cover of it, you know? Like someone, oh, yeah. someone's going to do that soon, surely. Yeah, possibly. Some indie band will be like, guys, I have an idea. If you're listening and you want that idea, you can have it free. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you're in a band. Uh, yeah, so, someone get in contact with Kate Miller-Heidke. I'm sure she'll do an amazing <gasps> thing. Mm. We can do that. She lives nearby. She lives down the street. Oh, yeah. I'll just yell it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Food, I see her at the Pato hey. Tavern sometimes. Um, <laughs> Need to hey. make your approach. She would do it. That's okay. Honestly, that, it would be I really good. That, that, that is that is your project and mission if you choose to accept. All right. It. Oh yeah. We Next will... time we're in Lockie D, I'll be like Kate, come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an excellent mic set up. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it won't be weird at all. That would be great. We the good orcs. We'll send her an email. Mm, um, yeah. yeah, there are many iconic toys on Play School as well. Mm. Are they enormous? Like, what are they? How? What are they like to interact with? I feel like they're bigger um, than they seem. They are actually, they're actually amazing. Like, it's the toys. I gotta say, the toys are actually bigger celebrities than mm. than the actual presenters mm. um, because the toys have stood the test of time. And so yeah, it's always been the there. Whole time. Hey, and I do remember, yeah, exactly. And I do remember um, one of my first times in the studio and I just like little Ted and big Ted, I was just kind of in awe that I'm actually holding 
the yeah. big Ted and mm. the little Ted, you know. But there, there are there are there are a few of them. Um, what a responsibility but, to yeah. behold! Like, I know, I know. I gotta say that little Ted is is showing his uh his oh. his age a little. I think oh. he's been through many 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 episodes, mm. and and every time I'm kind of holding and playing with Big Ted, I just had I back of my mind i'm sure she, i'm sure he's okay but in the back of my mind i'm always like careful when i'm sort of manipulating mm. his his ripe arm <laughs> because I, you don't want to be the presenter that breaks little ted <laughs> this, no. No. <laughs> on on screen no matter if you cut it you, because you'd you'd still be the one on this will have a record of you you know, dismembering yeah. mm. on the beloved place. And then in 55 years from now, when, you know, someone else is interviewing another presenter, they'll be like, mm. oh, well, back yeah. in, you know, 2021. <laughs> and he just kept on going. Like... He reattached the <laughs> yeah. arm and just kept on going. They had to call the union and everything. Like M- yep, MEA exactly. had field day. Um, they had a mediation. Yeah. Um, and... Actors equity had to change all the <laughs> rates for toys. It was a whole thing. Yeah. I know, um, but yeah, like I mean, Jemima, like it's the the mm. toys itself are actually mm-hmm. quite easy to sort of you know because it it is you know you don't have to be a full puppeteer to mm. to yeah. because they are toys and you got to play with the toys how you would play with a toy when you were a child and how a child would play a toy with a toy now they're not mm. exactly like um, Henson Henson muppeteers you know like mm. they, no. it's you just play you know the, the arms the kind of general arm movements and when they talk they just shake a bit and, but they're, they're lovely um, mm. Jemima is interesting because she's quite <laughs> floppy she's quite oh. like but Kaya who is one of the newer ones She's amazing. She's got this kind of beautiful. She's beautiful to stand with, and she can. She's has that kind of wonderful dexterity, but yet easy to do without being too floppy. So Kaya is definitely one of my favorite like toys to sort of to be part of it. Oh, one thing I did wonder is it because it's to live accompaniment. Mm, yep. Is it there's always the same. Pianist is like the music director, yes. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter oh. Dyson is our is our MD. Um, he's been doing it for years, I think. Um, Max, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a series of mm. um, music directors, but I think it's um, Peter's. Pete's been Peter's been doing it for quite a while, and he's he's amazing because he can just you know just tinkle off a tune, and and if you need to round off a a song, he just go just does it, <laughs> and it, yeah. So it's always been one. I think at one point it was Max Lambert. Mm, yeah, he's um, he was on there, and um, he's he's a he's a real cheeky man. Um, but yeah, so we've been very very lucky. It's the musicians and the piano, um, the music directors we've had have been just outstanding and able to sort of deal with the um, the challenges of demanding actors and presenters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it, just, it hadn't occurred to me. It's like, oh, there has to be someone there. Someone's mm-hmm. playing the piano. Yep, yeah. yep. And, yeah, and I, I always, I'm always amazed because they're such, ama- he, such amazing musicians that, that have graced, you know, play school. So, mm. so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I would like to know what your kind of standout, you know, funniest or boldest or wildest moment is like when you look back and go oh man that day that was a day just whatever that whatever that was um 
Oh gosh. Um, I, I I've got I think I've got three. I think one on. one of the biggest I think one of the biggest challenges that I've had to do on play school was actually doing that that Christmas special. Mm. Where it was just go to work. Um, I think also because it apart from being in play school, I just had I just come out on of a tour of a of a big musical and and had auditions and so I was running back and forth and so I had so many things and then on top of that you had to learn this memorize this 45 minute episode within the space of I think oh less than a week um, with songs huge. and everything and, and as well as getting that that five audition piece that you had to do for this for this show and then and just being exhausted for being on tour for a year um and so I think that was that a wild moment because I think at one point adrenaline and just natural instinct just took over yeah. and yeah. to a point where one of the one of the runs run throughs I wasn't sure whether I was being as a real manic psychotic <laughs> presenter because <laughs> I was just running on pure like adrenaline uh... um, and just going with the flow and poor poor Matt Backer and, and Emma was my other two presenters they they were kind of like going trying I think trying to deal with their 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 lines as well and so having to deal with me going yeah. so it was oh man but, 45 minute live show learnt in a week though is that's pretty hectic yeah i mean because with the normal episodes you could kind of segment it and kind of you know and just kind of yeah. you know prioritize what episode with the shootings with the shooting schedule but but with that because it was just one take um yeah and and but yeah and, but it was a beautiful episode, and Emma Emma wrote it. And I think a lot of what makes it easy, and what made what made that that episode doable, and any episodes is the the quality of the writing. Because some yeah. some, some scripts where it just easily it just gets in your head, and that's totally. it. Done. And some episodes, no matter what you do, is just it just won't. Um, which brings me to uh, the other two. Basically, it was just doing nursery rhyme news time. I think. It was just one of those times where I, I had I had a ball because it was just wild because it, it just kind of gave the presenters even more license to run amok with their characters. It sounds like such an excellent concept. Mm. Yeah. Love yeah, it. It, it was. Because, I mean, it was like it's kind of this nursery rhyme news time and kind of just do your best Ron Burgundy um, yeah. uh, homage. <laughs> um, so, but it was, but being the characters as well, because the, the nursery rhyme news time is like, in terms of what Emma did for Twinkle Twinkle Star, she was the embodiment of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, mm. and I was the like crooked man and all that stuff and doing all that. But there was one episode where it was round and round the mulberry bush, um, <laughs> and we, I did it with the amazing Abby Abby Tucker, and she was the she was the one going around the mulberry bush, and it was just the episode where you just go round and round <laughs> and round. <laughs> around the mulberry bush and you we got completely i got completely absolutely confused and turned around and and i would couldn't get the lines right and so oh, if you no. watch the episode if you watch that little segment you go what is happening and i, I actually wasn't acting it was actually <laughs> me like real. crying out for help yeah. it's like <laughs> a long like, what? form robert wilson contemporary theater performance where you're like yeah. six hours strapping <laughs> yeah around six hours strapping around, around cardboard bush <laughs> i'd pay good money to see that mm. uh, I, I think if you, if you go to abc ivy i think you can watch the episode and you can just go and it, i i kid you not i'm not sure what which version they 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 kept but 
it I wasn't <laughs> but all of them are at all. It was pure <laughs> me being flabbergasted <laughs> because I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> but oh, but yeah, it's just so I mean one thing about play school, there's never a, a dull moment on play school. Mm. And yeah. I think it's just, it's it a testament like a to the team. amazing yeah amazing team that the writers and the props department oh my lord the props department are amazing the art department they just come up with these fantastic stuff and I, I don't think we even mentioned them enough because they are such a big part of what place how yeah, what makes course. play school work mm. because with all the fabulous little houses cardboard houses toilet roll people. I mean, they came up with it, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, someone's had to be testing it first. Someone's yeah, made that it. and then taught you what to make. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So That's cool. the, the, yeah, the art team, I just, yeah, my, I bow down to them. So they never cease to amaze. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> if there was like one thing you could say to, you know, anyone listening just about your experiences in working with children's television and working in children's arts and what it's been like to work, you know, in processes with young people for young people, I suppose. Like what's mm. the one kind of big takeaway or learning or message that you've taken away from that? Because I, it's something that I hold really dear to my heart, working mm. in youth arts. Yep. And I just think so many adults don't get to experience that as a thing. So what what's kind of like the one big life lesson you've learned from doing stuff that is for children? Um, I think it's there's, there's so many there's so many like lessons you can take from but I think the biggest one I think is just basically don't forget don't forget to be a child. Like it literally yeah. is like never forget what it was like to be a, a small human you know, yeah. and discovering things because and finding the joy in mm. the simple things because I think as we grow up, we kind of get so many inputs and things that kind of shape who we are, and then we suddenly forget to find the simple joys in life. Yeah, and I think what play school does best is do that to kind of remind that you're you never you you never fully grown. You're all, there's always an element of your your personality that's rooted as a child in your head mm. you know like and some people some adults suppress it and some adults like me refuse to let go so yeah. of it <laughs> so make a living from it <laughs> exactly exactly and so um, yeah i think that's one big lesson i think from play school that's taught kind of me that it's it's you never you you should never grow up. I think yeah, that's, that's awesome. What that's a perfect message. Makes life fun. Mm. Yeah. So perfect. that's that's my that's yeah. my deep and meaningful uh, conclusion to this podcast. No, that is, that's <laughs> yeah. Let's just end. That's yeah. Done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Though I do want to say that mm. I am working my hardest to see if we can get episodes where we can actually get the past presenters to be in the episode with. The current mm. presenters. <gasps> mm. I yes. want that to happen because after this... watching known after watching Benita watch the episode with Matt, and mm. after watching Monica and Colin watch their own episodes, it'd be just amazing and to you have know mm. that everyone of every age 
and it's like they would tune in because mm. nostalgia yeah. is a huge market in television for obvious I, reasons. Yeah. So, like, I think it would just genius. be a joy to have. And mm. so, our next time I talk to any of the other creatives of Play School, I'll be like, "Hey, by the way, hint, hint, hint." It's a really good but idea. Even, yeah, and like for for kids to see, say, like Benita, like someone who's grandma's mm. age, mm. Yep. interact in that way, like yep. a Play School, like that's. I think yeah. really valuable. Yeah, and it's been the one of the biggest kicks. Um, I'm sorry, I'm harping on again. No, no, uh, no, the, no, please the, do. It's all. The, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest kicks I've gotten out of out of play school, personally, I think mm. is a in a selfish way. I think was when they promoted the Christmas special, like, and they had the ABC did like a montage of all the different Christmas specials over the years. Mm. And it had like from the very first in like black and white to the, to the, the, the roller coaster that's the nineties. And, and then it came to us and then what, what and into the closest, and then the, the credits came out and all these names came, like Noni Hazelhurst, Monica Trapper, and, like, you know, and all those wonderful presenters of the past and mm. matt emma and i were included in that list and it was just it, when you see it on screen i definitely got a kick out of it because it was just like yeah. i can't no. believe my name is with <laughs> yeah. these other amazing names and so yeah. the so legacy just, of it all would be quite emotional i suppose yeah yeah i think it's one of those things that you know kind of just i went wow you know, like, because I, I, I'm never one. I'm never one to sort of go. Oh, you know what? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the bee's knees of everything. You know, like, so, <laughs> so to actually see, to see our names associated with the likes of Noni Hazelhurst, and and you know, it, it's just, it's just, yeah, it tickled yeah. my, my chuffed bone. It's cool. It's very, very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us, Kang. This has been oh, absolutely pleasure. delightful. Yeah. Just a dream. <laughs> thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, it's been it's been amazing, and you know, nothing gets me talking more than play school. Really. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How do you how do you how do you say goodbye? How do you end? Yeah, I was going to say, Is what's the send off? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, if you like, um, maybe you'd like to maybe you'd like to talk about play school with some of your friends. <gasps> but till the next time. Bye. Yes. <laughs> and if you'd like to talk about Australianorama with some of your friends. Yeah. It's, it's always like if you teacher. <laughs> please do. If you, want to, if you if you want to talk about play school with some of your friends, or maybe you sing the, on the Ning Nang Nong. Mm. <laughs> Bye. I'll see you next time. <laughs> goodbye. Do you have to whisper the goodbye? Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I, stage I, because it's a fine line between bye to mm. bye. My sources for this episode came from the ABC, the National Museum of Australia, Junkie and Wikipedia. We release episodes every Monday. Um, the next one is going to be about the nutbush. What is it? Why do we do it? Where did it come from? Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at Australianorama or check us an email at australianorama at gmail.com.